0: Welcome to All In on High School Sports. Maybe it's the Yankee hat that's the bad luck tonight. Maybe. But we're a little late. I'm going to tell you, the Easter Bunny delivered. The Easter Bunny bought a beautiful green screen. Coach Breslin saying, good evening, looking forward to another great show and the new green screen. The green screen <laughs> worked all day. We go to put up the new camera, the green screen doesn't work. So, Coach Breslin, it
1: wasn't, wasn't a new camera. No, I, I don't know what's yeah. going on,
0: but Coach Breslin, be on call, be ready <laughs> to go at nine oh one. It's
1: a um, shame.
0: Um, it's so a shame. We had the we had the green week. screen ready. Well, tomorrow.
1: Well, for, for all, in.
0: all in, for all in. Um, but yeah, so Coach Breslin, be on uh, be on call at nine oh one sharp. But uh, <laughs> we'll get it working tonight. We'll get it That's working. Cool. But we didn't want to keep the audience that late, so uh, <laughs>
1: um,
0: we had to go. Plan B. So we're back to my Bronco board, so that's happy. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Um, what have we got on the agenda tonight?
1: Tonight we will welcome two guests. We're going to start with uh, a return guest, Coach Jeffrey Horan. I don't want to mess up his name, Horahanich. I'll clarify Horahanich. that. Horahanich. I'll, I'll clarify that when we get him on. We affectionately known as H. Um, from he visited us before to discuss Saddlebrook girls basketball, and he rejoins us. We'll you know, sum up his basketball season, but we'll do a preview for his girls' softball season as well. Uh later in the program we will be joined by Irvington Irvington High School Athletic Director, Dr. John Taylor. Uh Irvington we'll discuss the athletic programs in Irvington, of course, but his um he is one of the eight teams that have been selected to be the inaugural part of the inaugural girls flag football season. So we'll talk to him about that.
0: Pumped up, pumped up. Um I say we got HN. Sure. Let's get absolutely. H N um, yeah, Coach Coach Brezin saying technology great when it works, so never a dull moment. Oh, it's going to be dull moment because we're going to be ready to nine oh one, Coach Breslin, if you're still free tonight.
1: That's if we're on time nine oh. That's, that's if we're on time. All right, we have H with us, so um, Coach, welcome back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. I want to again get the correct pronunciation for your um, for your name. Horahanich. Horahanich, thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that. I think I I might I might have mispronounced it before. That's Um, okay. I think we're having a little I think on your Zoom you have to do um Yeah, we're a little we're a little uh You have to do hide um
0: We're a little crazy tonight, Coach H.
1: Yeah.
2: What do you mean tonight?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, in coach, we had a little, we had the Zoom. Uh, We had a new green screen. Sorry. We had a new yeah. green screen set up. Oh, Everything boy. was working perfect. The next thing you know, we go to go live. Boom. We don't see the green, you know, green screen's not working. So, um, we'll be back. We'll be back and ready to roll. Um, okay. oh, I, I got to say this, coach, and this is true. This is, I swear to God, we came up with a new segment, which we we're going to start in the future. We're going to call it. The le the coaching legend the coaches, the legend like segment. We're gonna get coaches from the past, hall of famers. Why wait? We got the we got the legend tonight. We might just start with you tonight. You're the wow, legend? Thank you. You know what I mean? You're a legend. Absolutely,
1: which again, as uh we've had you on for basketball, um, extensive mm-hmm. basketball, coaching resume, winning state championships uh with Hanover Park in eighty eight, Immaculate Heart in two thousand two, and of course, uh amassing over six hundred career wins in both basketball and softball. And at uh Immaculate Conception, correct me if I'm wrong, you won a state record eight straight sectional titles through twenty nineteen. Is that did I get that correct, coach? Yes. <laughs> So uh, again coaching legend is uh, is not an, is not an understatement for sure, so thanks for joining us well, thank,
2: Thanks for having me.
1: um Coach, would you mind giving us a brief recap of your basketball season before we dive into softball a little bit? I know um you know again, a shortened season you did share in a piece of the division in your conference if I'm not mistaken um, and I think you had maybe a little A little hiatus due to some COVID issues. Would you mind giving us a little recap, highlight some of your players and how the season went?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, it was tough. You know, we got shut down twice because of the COVID. But, uh, you know, the girls, you know, hung in there. And, uh, you know, it was funny. We really didn't even get to practice after even when we came back. So I guess Alan Iverson is right, practices over
1: <laughs> talking about
2: practice. because uh I think we practiced twice, you know, so uh, but the, you know, the girls did the best they can. You know, we, we you know, had a nice win over at Elmer Park and uh you know, I was happy for them to share the title and uh you know the two seniors, Vanessa and Bianca, I wanna thank for their contribution the last two years and uh you know, I give them a lot of credit for, you know, hanging in and uh, dealing with all this uh, craziness with the COVID.
1: Yeah, that's great. Congratulations, again, in the face Thank of you. adversity. Yeah, yeah,
0: congratulations. So, Coach, now we roll into the spring season. Can you just give us a quick preview? Um, you want to mention some of the players and stuff like that about the uh, your
2: softball team this year? <laughs> well, it's funny. We're we're in COVID lockdown again. Oh And we haven't even start. We're starting tomorrow actually. So I haven't seen them at all. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be an, another interesting, you know, time. Uh, but, you know, we got some good leadership, uh, you know, that we have our pitcher, Gabby Santora, you know, and, uh, Gracie Leone, you know, will be our, you know, main, uh, people in charge of, you know, the girls when we're not around and, uh, you no, know, we're looking forward to it. You know, some people have started already, but you know, unfortunately, with the COVID, you know, we'll start tomorrow. And uh, you know, between that, and unfortunately, some kids went away, so it's gonna be first first week or two are gonna be very interesting. So, but we're excited. I have Jordan Miller coming back, helping me. You know, and uh, Kerr, I'm sorry about your sister. You know, Jody. Yeah. If she, better real soon and you know it's a shame that all these people are going through this horrible oh, yeah. crisis
0: i'd be she better be watching tonight because i told her three times to be watching tonight so if she's not watching she, she's got nothing else to do right so if she's not watching tonight i don't know if she's ever gonna watch i
1: mean
2: let's be realistic uh, then again she might be in bed sleeping already <laughs> that's true you know. yeah
0: this that's true. true that's
1: true Coach, it it appears that there's like 13 regular season games on your schedule. I was wondering if you could explain to the audience a little bit about the shortened season and how it's affected like Conference County and state tournament play.
2: Well, actually, we have 22. I guess some haven't been posted. So I guess the state's trying to make this spring as much realistic as it's been in the past. So, you know, you allow 25 games. Um they're going to have a county tournament and a state tournament unlike they did in, uh, you know, the winter and stuff. So they're going to try, you know, again, it really depends on how this whole virus goes because, you know, there's other schools I know that are also out not uh, doing anything, but at least they're going to give it a shot and, uh, see, uh, if we could play as many games as we can. And, you know, we're back into the normal, uh, League divisions that we were last year, where in you know the fall and the winter they kind of did it more on geography and okay. different things like that. So,
1: so we'll oh, see. That's good to hear that they will. It does seem like this is the first season that there's some type of um, return to normalcy in terms of that, like scheduling, like a, a legitimate state tournament. You know, they're trying. It seems like they're going to play it the whole way through. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yep. that's great like you said i hope it i hope it is able to uh come to fruition yeah
0: coach i brought this up to one of our other guests coach mondadori out of uh head softball coach at west essex yep. and um it's just something again like from being obviously you know i was an assistant coach for a couple years and it was i know i don't know who brought it up it was maybe a year ago somebody something online and um In your opinion, can we ever see where high school softball kind of goes the baseball route where, um, you know, there's like an inning restriction for pitchers where it's not just one pitcher um, that could pitch 40 games a year. Um, One, um, what would that do to the game? And would you ever be a fan of that if that was to ever happen?
2: No, never. Baseball and softball are so different. Plus, Softball, you know, most schools, they may have one or two, you know, solid pitchers. If you got to go into a rotation of having like four, like baseball. It's going to be a
0: disaster,
2: right? Yeah. And plus, the mechanics of pitching softball compared to baseball is totally different. You know, when girls get worn down, it's more their legs get tired than Mm -hmm. arm soreness or anything else. You know, so it's just different girls could throw 200 pitches, and and we've had it. You know, a couple years ago when we only had Kaylee English at Immaculate Conception, we had one pitcher. If anything happened to her, we were shot, and she pitched every game. You know, she batted, but whenever she got on base, we just had somebody run for her and stuff. But she never got tired, and, you know, these kids are used to it. I mean, even in travel ball. I mean, some of these pitchers on the weekend – they'll pitch like three, four games in a weekend. So it's just different. I, I don't think, you know, it would, I don't think it will ever happen. So
0: uh, going off script with that, to talking about the pitchers, would you say um, five years, you know, in the last five years or say even, I don't know, 10 years prior, where do you know, do you see more pitchers? And when I say pitchers, I don't mean like a dominant pitcher, like you're saying you had at Immaculate. Um, like, do you see like a, a more of a variety now? Like say, Oh, instead of, you know, this school has 10 coming in as freshmen or eight, you know, now it's like double or less. Like, is there more quality pitchers now? Or would you say, you know,
2: seven to 10 years ago? I, you know, some people probably be offended, but I think it's watered down if you look at back in like in the nineties and early two thousands, I mean, you, you know, we would go to all County meetings and you would have at least maybe 12 girls who should be like first team all County. I mean, I, the talent level I think was much better. I think you you may, you know, I just don't see the level, especially in pitching the same as back then, you know, even the play, you know, I mean, we always have conversations. Oh, if this team had played this team and stuff. The teams in the 90s and early 2000s were tremendous. And, you know, I think, you know, this it was a higher level of play and definitely higher level of pitching.
1: What do you so. think? What could, what do you attribute that to, coach? You think, like, I, you know, being a lacrosse coach, I feel like that sport has just ballooned. You know, do you think that kids (laughs) that they've like, uh, gone to other sports? So maybe there's just not as many kids playing. Like, do you think it's something like that or?
2: Yeah. I think there's so much, you know, and there's, you know, some people are really telling kids, Oh, concentrate on, on you know, and and that, so you have some real good athletes who might and should be playing that don't play. And, uh, you know, I mean, I have no problem, you know, if a kid wants to, you know, move on in college, you know, you definitely have to go and concentrate on one if you want to play at a good high level in college. And, uh, you know, I mean, you have more and more club teams for, you know, travel softball now than ever before, you know, which to me, you know, back in the day, you know, when I first started getting into this, you had about six to eight travel teams. So if you made a travel team, you were special. And now it don't matter. And you know, everybody could play and and it's, it's in you know I mean there's a lot of kids playing but it's it's much more watered down. Koja, I know? couldn't
1: I couldn't agree more with that again from the standpoint. I feel like this is something Kurt and I talk about, you know, specifically sports that I coach, field hockey and lacrosse, where, again, the club teams, there used to be just a handful, and it was like, you know, like you said, the premier players who were playing at that elite level, and it's just become very very watered down, and, um, yeah. I mean, on one hand, I say there's a – if a kid wants to play in college, there's, you know, there's all different levels of college to play, and that's great. They're going to yeah. these recruiting tours. But at the other at the other spectrum, you think, like, what are they really getting out of it? Like, why are they taking so many teams and so many kids? You know, you, you just don't know what to trust. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, we got it's a, a big, question – oh, I'm sorry, Coach. Go ahead.
2: It's,
1: well, you know, it is it's a big business. Yep, yep. You know, I yep. mean, some of these
2: programs, you know, what they charge – and everything oh. else and you know they these people not like in the good old days a lot of them don't do it for free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and like i said uh i mean these kids they travel a lot and, and do different things and that's great but uh like i said it's you know sometimes you know it's tough for kids to you know when coaches put them in kids and parents kids know what they can do and what they can't do well, unfortunately, sometimes coaches put demands on these kids. If you don't come to our tournament, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, right,
2: play and stuff, and I mean, even now, like you could have a softball game, and their travel team might be playing, and these young kids, oh, I got go to go with my travel team too,
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 like, or okay, even. Even some of the, if if they are still playing multiple sports Mm -hmm. and they're playing on, you know, their club team, same thing. You know, they're like, oh, I got a tournament. I'm going to miss practice or whatever for my in-season sport. Or that club coach might be encouraging them to drop their other sports. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. It's become crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We got a
0: comment, a question. Do you think that travel will eventually replace some high school sports?
2: In some cases, they have. You know, because a big thing, too, is when are college coaches allowed to go out and recruit? You know, like basketball has changed a great deal. And now there's a lot more where they come out during the high school season because I think college coaches coaches got tired of the AAU stuff, you know. And, you know, softball, you see more college coaches out during the summer or the fall because it's easier for them to get out at that time where, you know, during our high school season, you know, they're playing the same time. So it's harder for them to be, you know, getting out and evaluating. I I feel bad for them the last two years. Like, how do you evaluate talent when you can't go out? You can watch as much virtual Um, and all this stuff. And, you know, you're investing a whole lot of money and you now you're just hoping that you made good decisions and stuff, or else, you know, because there's nothing like seeing a kid, you know, in person playing, you know, how they act on and off the field, and yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff because, you know, it's it's tougher, you know, and it's tougher for the kids to be seen, you know. It's true. You want to see
1: how they are, like, in the huddle, how they're treating their coach, how they react to getting taken out, or, you know, yeah, like, you know, things that you can't necessarily see if you're, you know, watching it virtually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. About their character. True. Yeah. Very true. Coach, I, um, we've done a few spring previews so far, and one of the things we kind of, like, I feel like unearthed during our first spring sports preview was that due to missing last season, like, you upperclassmen you're now juniors and seniors the last time they played in their high school uniform they were freshmen and sophomores so those are the kids like you're looking to be your your leaders this year so i was wondering if you could tell us like how you're going to kind of combat That you know, not combat isn't the right word, but how you're going to deal with that kind of like idiosyncrasy as well is here. You are last year would have been your first year, so you missed out on kind of getting to know them. You're starting you know later, and now you even have this COVID protocol. So how are you going to kind of handle those those uh, those things that have been thrown at you? (laughs) Good question.
2: (laughs) He's
0: he's Coach H. Come on, that's what it is. He's Coach H.
2: Yeah, I guess we're going to find out (laughs) tomorrow. Um, You know we I mean, were fortunate the kids did they did work out on sundays at uh the cheer and fair lawn so they they were getting stuff in an hour and a half workouts you know for like five sundays you know some kids play travel so they played in you know the in the fall and the, and the summer and um you know we're gonna do the best we can we gotta evaluate quick you know we have some scrimmages and you know you know, what your lineup and where kids are in the beginning of the season may not be the same as come, you know, into, you know, mid-May into June. And, uh, you know, you just make the adjustments. And uh, you know, hopefully, you know, our years of experience and stuff will help. And, uh you know, we'll be able – you know, we lost a couple kids that started last – like three kids were just started for us last year. So, you know, we got some – you know, freshmen that came in that are, you know, I saw, uh, you know, do a virtual workout that they uh, hopefully they'll hope And, you Now, like I said, um, I think we'll, we'll be more than competitive and, uh, you know, just try to put our system in that we've used for a long time and hopefully it'll still work.
0: Coach, seriously, and, uh, you know, we joke about, um, you know, having like the legend on and stuff like that. But in all seriousness, we, you know, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, we love having you as a guest and we can, you know, have you for hours, but um, you really are like, you're one of the most successful coaches in New Jersey history. So um, my next question is what would you give, like what would some advice be to um, someone taking over a program for the first time who, who has like championship aspirations? You know, I don't mean maybe year one, but I mean, they're, you know, they're just not like, I'm doing it fun. Like, they want to build a program, a successful program, and a championship program. What's something, without you giving all your secrets (laughs) away, what's something like, what would your advice be to to that person?
2: You know, for you got to be patient, you know, and, you know, so so do the parents and the kids and everybody. You know, it takes time, you know, a good, sometimes three, four years. You got to get into the younger programs, so... Your system, they understand. And so it's a building process. And, you know, just being patient, being, you know, positive and just building a good foundation. And so that it can, you know, it can grow and get stronger each year. And that, you know, once the kids buy into what you want to do and believe, and big thing, just be honest. You know, we always tell kids, you know, everybody's going to get an opportunity to play, what you do with that opportunity is gonna be totally up to you. And, you know, we always say, you know, we live with your decisions and you live with ours, you know, and have open communication and let the players know so they're not sitting around guessing, you know. And like we always tell, I tell coaches, like when you have a kid, you know, the kid may have questions and the kids says, well, I think, well, it doesn't matter what you think because I'm the boss, but you tell them, like, this is what you need to work on. If you want to get playing time, this is what you need to work on. And then at least they understand more. And, uh, you know, just a lot of hard work and dedication. And, uh, I've been fortunate too. you know, I've had a lot of great kids and great parents and, uh, You know, I always tell them there's a method to my madness, (laughs) you know, and uh, just trust the process. And, uh, you know, thank God it's worked real well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good young coaches out there who are doing really well. And, you know, I remember when I first started, you know, I helped out Lex Greenwood in Hawthorne back in like 1980-something. And, and, uh, you know, Lex – Lex was a great teacher. I mean, I've had great teachers. When I was young in basketball, I, I had the privilege to, you know, go around and with Jeff Chasper and watch games and we talked and I learned a lot from Jeff, you know, and, uh, and Bob Hurley and, you know, softball, same thing, just learning from great people and, and that's what you got to do. And uh, like I said – I think there's a lot of good young coaches out there. So I think the future for softball is bright. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to do a great job, you know, with their programs. You see it already.
1: Nice, Coach. Are you ready for a little rapid fire? You've been our guest before, so you know we we looked at last time's questions. Yeah, so we, be we no we, repeats. Wait, no, no
0: repeats. No repeats.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Here we go. Right, right out of the gate, Coach. This this one you gotta say yes to this, because I, I don't know why I'm all Set si- up I'm fired like up that. for this one. I really am. And we had a couple coaches on um, last week, but um, in basketball, I think it would be phenomenal on high school for high school that they have a conference tournament at the end of the season? Yes or no? Can you do a con- Again, here's the deal. Whether it's... Now, here's what I'm saying. You win your division, you host the tournament. Three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's in Saddlebrook's gym. You give a team that, hey, maybe a team won three games. You give them a little hope like Georgetown. They could win the tournament. Can it happen? Yes or no?
2: Yes, because... The NJIC we we do run a tournament, you know, version at the, kind of at the end of the season. If also if they don't want to go into the Bergen County tournament, and uh, we we run our own. We have it, you know, in basketball, and uh, they had it in other sports. And uh, and I think so for the smaller schools who don't want to go into say the county tournament because they don't want to get you know beat up they started that and and it's a great idea. So I'm all for it, you know. I mean, a lot of people have always said too, like with Bergen County Tournament, maybe have a group one and two section and a group three, four and like non-public A's and stuff, you know, to make it a little, because you see now more and more of the small schools won't go in because they don't want to go somewhere and... Get beat by fifty, and you know, it's 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 tough. So, but uh, oh yeah, I, it, it's a great idea. Uh Coach Breslin saying, "Wow, Lex Greenwood was
0: my superintendent in Maywood, and his daughter is a teacher in one of my schools that I was a principal of."
1: That's small world. So a small world. <laughs> yeah. All right, Coach. Um, over the years for softball, who have your three biggest rivals been? Whew. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, mount st dominic's um good question <laughs> you know uh you know up here ramsey definitely they broke our hearts a couple times in county tournament games um you know we you know, IHA was always good, so we always wanted to go up against them. We didn't get that many opportunities, you know, to do so. But, uh, like I said, definitely Ramsey, you know, St. John Vianney, and uh, Mount St. Dominic's. Nice. Okay. Some intense games.
0: Coach, here's a question I'm very interested in. Where do you keep all of your 30 state uh, sectional rings?
2: <laughs> Not 30. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm exaggerating a little. All right, 19, whatever it is,
2: that's a lot of them. I, 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 I think 22. But. All right, yeah, yeah. that's closer <laughs> to 30. I, I ran out. Of, I ran out of fingers and I ran out of toes.
1: That's a good problem. So, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you
2: see me next. If you see me next and I got a nose ring, yeah, you know. 30, hey, you know. it's worth it. Make
1: a chain. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Um, what's your most memorable softball championship game out of all those championship wins? Wow. Uh, um. <laughs> Getting you with the hard-hitting questions yeah. in Rapid Fire. Yeah, that, tonight. that's tough. <laughs> There's too would, many, I, that's why. I would
2: probably say I would have... Could I have two?
1: Sure, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I would definitely I would definitely say the first one at IHA and the first one at Immaculate Conception.
1: Okay, nice.
2: Better baseball team, Yankees or Mets? <laughs> well, I'm a Mets fan, but right now, you know, the Yankees, you know, have, have a pretty good team. I'm really a New York fan. You know, if the Yankees are in the World Series, I'll cheer for them, if the Mets they play each other i just i think that's awesome when that happens okay stuff but you know probably more met i mean i go back to like 1969 with cleon jones and tommy aging and tom silver tom siever and all them. so
1: okay all right coach our last rapid fire for you it's a little a little then, then i have a rapid fire for you oh, oh look at this turning the tables i love it yeah <laughs> All right, coach, uh, this is totally off sports topic. I'm going to put you and Kurt in a cook-off. I'm the judge. What are you making?
2: Uh, (laughs) What am I making?
1: Uh, Kurt's going to tell you what he's making, too.
2: I'm going to do sauteed pork chops with mashed potatoes and uh, asparagus.
1: I don't even have to hear what Kurt's making. You win.
2: Okay. <laughs> Listen,
0: I'll cut up a salad, throw all that vinegar in it. That's all I could do. I'm well, being it'll honest. It'll
2: be
1: a good dinner. Yeah, there.
2: a salad. Yeah, I love, I love, to, if I didn't get into coaching and education, I want to be a chef.
1: Nice, very nice. That, we didn't yes, even know uh, that it was a perfect question. Yes, very so nice. I love,
2: I love to cook.
1: So. What's your rapid fire for us?
2: I, if you're in a foxhole, you could only have one person in there with you. Who are you bringing? I got my
0: answer. Go ahead. It's a guy, Tom Truskalowski, I work with. I call him like Houdini. This guy has just gotten yeah. out of stuff, made stuff. Tom Truskalowski, one of my coworkers, hands down.
1: Well, I was going to say my husband. That's why I let him go first, so he could go in the doghouse by not saying his <laughs> yeah, wife. You are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally hey. set him up for that, just an FYI. <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought, yo, Kurt, I thought you would pick Jody. <laughs> oh, no. Were you out of your mind? Pick Jody. They, but... Just make sure you bring. Just bring a gun. Gun, gun. <laughs> Listen, headphones. you nuts! I can't do it yeah. now. And a Kill jar, of, jar
0: of peanut
2: butter, jar of peanut butter for Jody.
0: Oh my God! I can't even imagine. You didn't ask me for my nightmare. Is that's a nightmare.
2: Oh. <laughs> I bet I'm gonna get a phone call. You are phone. gonna get a phone call. <laughs> Too
1: funny. Oh. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Oh, to join my us pleasure,
2: again.
0: always. We'll have you on soon. Back. Absolutely,
1: again. absolutely. Best of luck this season. We'll definitely Thank catch you. up with you uh, while the season's underway.
2: Okay. Thank you, Coach. Thanks so much, Coach. All right. Have a great night. You, you too. too. Bye, bye. Coach H, one
0: of the one of a kind. Coach H. That was,
1: I love that he gave us a. Ra- a I, I know he was the first one that I came know. fired
0: up. By the way, just a couple comments, real quick. Um. Coach Breslin saying Kurt is making pizza. No, Kurt is buying pizza. <laughs> um, Coach Breslin says he has the phone number. Kenny saying Jen is bringing Bella. Coach Breslin <laughs> said Kurt, I was gonna try and help you pick. Um, Coach
1: Breslin would have would have answered that one well. Kenny saying, Way to go,
0: Jen. Kurt should have no problem fixing the new green screen. He's sleeping in the studio. That's why I got Coach Breslin on call in a couple of minutes. No, but you? I'm not. That's not disrespect to you. I'm just saying. I. Tom Truskalowski, he's like it, a Houdini, that's all.
1: Wasn't even a thought, wasn't even no. a thought.
0: Because <laughs> I've always said he would be the guy to have to save. I want to be
1: up with him, that's uh, all. This is funny. All right, we have our next guest in the waiting room. We've Jerry Pateri,
0: going... our great friend, saying, Kurt Cooking 101, YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, you listen, that would be a disaster. That would. You know what, that would be a comedy show, <laughs> it would be. All right,
1: I'm gonna let our, It's uh, bad,
0: Jerry, bad.
1: I'm going to let our next guest in. Okay. And we are welcoming to the panel, Dr. John Taylor, the Irvington High School Athletic Director. Hello, Dr. Taylor. How are you?
3: I'm good, but you guys can call me John, you know. (laughs) You know, the only time I use that is coach comes to my office and I'm like, listen, we got to have a talk,
1: you know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Um, let me just tell the audience a little bit about you, that you have been, if I'm not mistaken, the athletic director at Irvington since the summer of 2017. And we'll discuss with you um, your athletic programs, but also you are part of the eight teams that will have a new girls' flag football team uh, this season. So welcome. Thanks for joining us.
3: Oh, no, thank you guys for having me. By the way, the person in the chat who put down that your green screen is working like Gonzaga. So yeah. listen... I am born and raised from Seattle, Gohawks. Hawks. That hurts my feelings. I was like, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, okay, I'll get over I it. I know. That's
0: kind, you know what? Because we have another sports show we I, we do on Wednesdays. With, that's my co-host. And I've been on the Gonzaga train from day one. And all I heard was him last night. I'm not even a Gonzaga fan. It's just I kept saying they're going to do it. They're going go the to go on the feed. But I got to deal with him tomorrow. So I know what's coming. Well, but I know. It's...
3: Well, I'll tell you what, besides being uh, AD, I'm also on the State Curriculum Commit Committee for Health and PE. And the uh, director of the Health and PE Curriculum at DOE is a guy named Lenny Parham, who is, who is a Gonzaga grad. Oh, yeah, uh, next committee meeting. I know it's going to come up. I already feel bad for the guy. Oh, They're yeah. gonna- that room, oh, my goodness.
1: That's rough. Well, thank you for, uh, you know, in- a day and morning after last night's game for joining us even more. <laughs> I wanted to see him
0: do it. I wanted to see perfection, John. I wanted oh. to see perfection. By the way, you guys have me following Coach H? That, guys, you set me up for failure here. You know? <laughs> Coach H is like, you know, he's, I mean, we could deal with him all night long. He's the best, Coach
3: H. He's the best. I mean, yeah, I mean, I uh, I believe you had like, you know, a couple of uh, the idiot Millbird, Frank, on a few weeks back, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, you could Follow deal him.
3: with him. I oh, bust yeah.
0: Frankie's chops. I used to work with Frankie and Carney. I'm, uh, I work with, uh, I'm in the, uh, you know, the IT department there, and Frankie was the uh, head baseball coach and he was a gym teacher there and we go way back so uh frankie's the best when he comes on too this is no, all i
3: love Frank. i do i do but you know you haven't shown coach h so yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: all right so my first question is you're, well, you're, first... you're usurping
1: me I oh i am oh well, yeah so you gotta do <laughs> you throw, his background the, the, he, the, the gonzaga, gonzaga thing got us thrown of off game. Uh, John, I was wondering if you could tell us a little more about your background. Um, you know, you were a student athlete in Washington state, you taught Mm -hmm. at school in North Carolina, and now you're ultimately the athletic director in Irvington. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I'm born and raised, uh, from Seattle. Uh, I went to graduate school at High Point university in North Carolina. I got a GA spot out there. So I was like free money. Here I come. (laughs) Um, and, uh, let's see, my master's is in sports medicine. I did my internship and clinical hours with part of them down in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers. And I just happened to be down there when, you know, I was working with a guy who was leaving and he knew somebody who was going to work with the uh, federal government on opening up this boarding school for more with the obese kids. So, if you remember back in 2004, that was the first year the CDC said a third of our nation's youth is obese or overweight, right? So, in response to that, they uh, the document stated students that uh, you know were so overweight they were living in these inpatient bariatric hospitals. But what they found out was a lot of these students would be one to two years behind in grade level when they got out. So, for five years, I worked at the only school boarding school in the entire world for over the obese kids and. During that time period, I helped 178 students lose so a combined 12,000 pounds. amazing. And, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> then when you're the only school in the world that does what you do, sometimes you get some media attention. So, you know, I was in People Magazine, uh, Good Morning America, and all these things. And then NBC came in and said, hey, we want to do a reality show here. So I starred on the reality show Too Fat for 15 that aired on uh, the NBC networks of, uh, I think we're mostly on Bravo, but I think it's the Esquire Network it's called now. Um, and yeah, I did, that show was on for three years and showed my students through their journey of uh, getting to a healthy weight range and improving their social emotional wellness, their self-confidence, self-perception, just how they felt about themselves. Uh, but sadly, after five years, the, uh, you know, funding fell through because our long-term success rates weren't great. You know, meaning students would leave the school and they would gain their weight back. Okay. So it was like, okay, let's pull the plug. Um, and then at that time I met my now wife, but back then girlfriend and she was, okay, what plan do you got? I'm like, I don't really got one <laughs> so I'm from Jersey. My family's up there. And I'm like, huh, I've heard of Jersey. All right, cool. Let's go. Right, so I moved to Jersey, and uh, I was the athletic director at Beloved Charter in Jersey City for five years. And then the job opening at Irvington came up. I interviewed, and I got it. So here I am.
1: Very nice. Thank awesome you for sharing. And
0: you know that leads into the first question. You're obviously our first Irvington guest, and um, hopefully not our last. But we can you have um, more
3: time? I'm can you talk a little
0: bit about the um, the Irvington um, athletic programs?
3: Uh, I'm not trying to be biased here. I think we've run and have one of the best athletic departments in the entire state. And the reason I say that is since I've been there, gosh, what have we added? Obviously, you want to talk about girls flag football tonight, but this year we've also added girls lacrosse. Um oh, fantastic.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, That's
3: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's our first year. We're going to have it. Um, and I believe, don't quote me on it, but I believe we are the first. Uh, the girls varsity pro, girls varsity cross program in an urban setting in the entire state of new jersey east has a program but they only compete at the jv level okay. uh so that's what i've been aware of and I'm, I'm i'm proud of that uh the other things that we've done i mean we've had different levels of different sports i have jv girls soccer now i have freshman girls volleyball had that for a few years we added on girls wrestling when wrestling made it as an official njsi sport um, I brought golf back. This is the first year we've had it back. Uh, Irvington was one of the original, uh, I believe, 32 golf teams. When the NJSI first started it, dropped in 85, but I brought boys and girls golf back this year. I'm probably missing some stuff now I'm thinking about it. But having said that, I, I feel like the size of our school, we're a group three, group four school, depending on which sport we're looking at. Um, and I feel like we've done a great job about adding athletic opportunities to student athletes, uh, and particularly expanded it for our female student athletes to give them more opportunity to not only compete, but, you know, find those things that they're interested in that they're going to just love to do and maybe use that throughout the rest of their lifetime as a way to stay healthy and active. Um, as far, I mean, as far as our football team goes amongst public schools, haven't quite pulled in the state title yet, but I tell you what, your, your NJ.com articles, we've had 27 players since 2016 uh, go away on your Division One or Division Two oh, scholarships. Wow, NJ.com, that was number one amongst public schools in the state of New Jersey during that time period. Um, you know, Our track team, uh, my, my coach, Coach Hawkins, is in the NJSI Hall of Fame. He's won four team state titles and 16 individual state championships in 28 years, I believe. Um, you know, and our boys basketball team. I like to think we would have won the state title last year had we our cut up playoffs not been cut off, but you know, we got to the grade three game. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of great things to love about Irvington Athletics. I really do. Awesome.
0: That's Couple of, oh, we got a comment from Coach Breslin. That is great. More opportunities for student athletes. Great job.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. Thanks, Carlo. <laughs> so you guys were chosen as one of the first eight teams to compete in the inaugural season of girls flag football so you know as the athletic director i'm sure you were you know at, on the ground floor of how that all came to develop um would you mind sharing with our audience kind of like from its you know infancy to this now league like how it kind of came to be
3: well i tell you what happened it was kind of like happenstance um okay so the new york jets For the last few years, they've been giving away the Coach of the Week award for football, okay? And my head football coach, Ashley Pierre, got it, I believe, for week two this year. And the person at the Jets who was speaking to, his name's Elijah Hodges. He's a Montclair grad. And so, you know, we got to talking, and um, I just thought it was casual conversation. And then he called me up about a month later and said, here's what we're trying to do. We as a Jets truly believe that girls flag football could be a NJSI championship sport in this state, but the NJSI is just going to do that. You have to prove the concept that it's going to happen. So, okay. And he said, would you be interested? And I was like, "In what? He goes, we're going to run a girls flag football league. And not only are we going to run it, we're going to fund it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> are, sure. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it was one of those things Like you hear people say, yeah, I'm going to go to Thailand and go study abroad. <laughs> like back in, you know, like, All right, man, have fun in Thailand. Right. But you don't take that seriously. You're not going to Thailand. So then I'm like, all right, cool. I have girls flag football. And I kind of forgot about it. And then about a month later, he calls me up. He goes, OK, if you're we're in, we're starting it. If you're in. Let's, I was like, whoa. <laughs> all right, cool. So they had to go do the report of interest just to see if I had enough students to like wanted to do this. And within 48 hours, I had 93 girls signed up for wow. flag football. And so I called Elijah at the Jets back and I said, Elijah, we're in. I went to my superintendent with it. Uh, She was for it. Went to the school board with it. They were definitely for it. And here we are. We are one of the first teams. That's great. Awesome.
0: That kind of answers my next question, but if you can elaborate a little, um, can you tell us about the turnout for the flag football team, like in your school? What's the vibe? What's the numbers? Just um, like how exciting, um, you know, how excited I guess are the girls and maybe like the school in general about, you know, playing in this uh, first season?
3: I tell you what, it's – I think the girls understand that they are on the ground floor of something that is particularly special. I feel that the Jets are correct. Um, and what I've told the athletes and the coaches is I think within five years, girls flag football could possibly be something not only that most high schools are going to add, but I truly believe there's. If they're going to add so much they're going to have three levels to it, varsity, JV, and freshman. Okay? Um, And there's a few reasons, I think, that. One, it's not a terribly expensive sport to put on. But two, I think that there is going to be this large interest from girls, and maybe girls that don't necessarily do any other sport, but they gravitate towards flag football. And that's actually what we have found, is, yes, we're getting athletes from a lot of different sports that are coming out, but we're also getting students that are coming out that haven't played any other sport before. And that's where I think... Uh, girls flag football is particularly appealing that I didn't count on. So of the 93, we're still working through, you know, sports physicals and things, but I have, I had 51 out to the first day of tryouts. Um, that's you know, great. and yeah, it's great. Now that's actually a high class problem to have because the girls flag football league, they're using the seven on seven rules. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, so uh, you get seven on seven, there's only seven people out there for like 51, 52 girls. like okay how are we gonna manage this right Right. and that's what the coach is talking about the other problem it's created for us too is a lot of the softball players i i've had three levels of softball yeah right now i got one level of softball because a lot of softball girls are going to girls flag football which is not thing i really anticipated um we're gonna work all that out and um yeah but like i said it's it's a great problem to have
1: I wanted to talk to you um, a little bit about kind of the recent changes we've seen in girls' sports, like across many levels, right? Like we're seeing um, girls' high school wrestling. You mentioned that you mm-hmm. have some high school girls' wrestlers. That's exploding. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we saw at the college level the first girl kicker, like actually getting a high D1 level game. We see um, yeah, NFL and, and uh, NBA female officials now. So I had like a two-part coaches. question. You kind of um, – You kind of answered the, uh, oh, coaches as well, of course, yeah. Um, I was going to ask if you see flag football taking off, which you kind of touched upon, but I wanted to ask you how important you think it is for girls to be provided these opportunities.
3: I I tell you what, and listen, I'm a girl dad, okay? (laughs) I got two little girls of my own that are nine and six, and um, I can only speak for me personally, but I made a concerted effort to increase the female athletic programs and the fe- opportunities for our female student-athletes at Irvington. My track record has shown this is on my mission. This is important to me. And if I wasn't a dad, I don't know. I, I always want to do right by every single student. But when I saw that there was so much more opportunities that we could give our female student-athletes, I thought we got to do this. And my school board agreed with me. Now, to take it one step further, okay, start with college. Do I think that if you know, girls' flag football takes off in New Jersey. Is that going to influence college for that to take off? Not necessarily uh, New Jersey, but I will tell you this. Uh, before we started, there was three states who have girls' flag football as a championship sport. Florida, Tennessee, and Alaska. Yes, Alaska. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you actually look it up now, the state of Washington, where I'm from, is doing the exact same thing that New Jersey's doing with the CLC Seahawks, and they are starting their league this year as well. And I think what's going to happen, just my guess, But I think other teams and other states are going to take a wait and see approach. How's this working out? And I think it's going to really take off. And then I think what will happen, like I said, within five years, more and more states are going to look into it. More and more states are going to look at athletes. And I wouldn't be shocked within 10 years that gets the NCAA's attention where they're like, huh, girls flag football. This might be something we probably need to add and and look at. Um, So, yeah, I I think when you're talking about uh, equity and opportunity and You know, if you want to bring in Title IX, I think this is a very uh, great avenue for the NCAA or colleges to take to actually explore this and look into this. Because I think the interest is there. I really do. Yeah, what's
0: what's awesome is my nephews are in Staten Island and they started playing um, flag football. They're boys, but they started playing, I want to say, I don't know, in the kindergarten level. So they've been playing for years. But... You know, they mix in the girls on the teams. And then what they do, I want to say it's like starting sixth grade over there. They, you know, the girls go on. They have their own divisions, their own leagues. And the participation there is like awesome. I mean, they have like a total league. I want to say it's like eight or ten teams. They have a Super Bowl, a playoff. And just seeing it like on that level. But then when we were talking, we were like, where do those girls go? You know, I mean, are they going to, you know, like they've played for now eight to ten years. And now, now what do they do? You know I mean? They're going to play high school football. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some will try out, but now that they, you know, again, if they can get to that, I mean, I just think that's awesome for the girls, you know I mean? Cause they got a lot of experience. Like I said, I mean, I don't know like how many in Jersey, but the Staten Island, those girls are starting when they're in kindergarten and playing, you know, eight, nine years.
3: So. Well, I tell you what, it's funny. You mentioned Staten Island. I had two different Staten Island teams, probably from the league that you're talking about. Reach out to me. And say, hey, do you want to play? But at that time, Governor Murphy, you know, banned games out of state. And I said, I can't do it. But I just read that he he lifted that, so I might be changing my tune a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But but even so, just um, going back to Jersey, though, I mean, right now, all the A-teams that are playing were North Jersey schools. Uh, I've had a number of ADs and actually coaches who tracked me down. And want to know how did you do this? And it's from all over the state. I really think this is something that's going to take off. And we'll see. I'm not from here. Some people said there's no such thing as Central Jersey, and some people do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just say south of Essex County, okay? There's some <laughs> really want to do it. And um, I know talking to the Jets, their goal is to have eight teams this year. Obviously, they want to add another eight next year, year eight the year after that. That's so their awesome. goal is within four years that they're going to be able to show the NGSI is like, listen, we're playing. We have all these teams. I think we open it up to see who wants to do this. And cause I believe the number is you only need 40 high schools for an NGSI program. Okay. Um, and I, I, they they could probably get that right now if it was opened up to them. Yeah. There's that. i was much- saying
1: they might yeah. be a little fast tracked than they uh, than they realize. You know that yeah. the uh, four four a year, two or eight quick a year, I two quick say.
3: questions
0: from the audience. Can you have multiple teams right now, or is only one team with the flag? So football? that's
3: a, yeah, by teams. I imagine they mean JV, varsity, freshman. Yeah. yeah, So that's actually something that we talked about a lot. Uh, Ron and Nello, the uh, AD uh, at Ramapo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Ron. Now Ron, Ron's a great guy. And one thing that he and I talked about is. Hey, um I got a lot of girls. You got a lot of girls, but they're not going to play, hey, if on our own. Uh, um I mentioned before the Jets are funding all the schools for this year and they have. Um but so they're paying for the referee fees, but you know what? It's like, "Hey Ron, if you want to make your like JV, if you want to make a group of JV team and I'll make a JV team." You know, I was like, "We'll come to each other, whatever. We'll pay the referee fees." You know, that's not a big. Deal. Right. Let them, let them play. So, yeah. Yeah. So officially I don't, right now it's just quote unquote varsity only, but I mean, if we wanted to do some varsity, we could, I've asked that question to Elijah from the Jets. They're not going to stop us from doing that by any means. And the second question is going forward,
0: maybe girls flag football should be a fall sport. What's your thoughts on that?
3: Ooh, I didn't (laughs) think about that one. I Uh... I don't know. I'd have to give a little more. Okay, so uh, here's the way I'm thinking about it is, and I've been completely wrong, so what do I know, right? But I'm like, what kind of athlete, when I'm thinking about it, would want to do girls flag football? And I turned out everybody wants to do it. It's not one particular sport. It's even, like I said, it's even female student athletes who are not even, you know, athletes beforehand. I think what schools have to look at is, if you do it during the fall, where are they going to play? Because at most schools, your football team, he's going to be practicing on your football field and they're going to be having games on your field. Right. Um, but at the same time, I have a lacrosse team on the football field. I got the track that's how run the track around the football field. Right. So I, I think it's going to be one of those things where if everybody decides, yeah, it's better as a fall sport. Cool. Let's do it. I just got to figure out the logistics of it, but
1: you know, I was thinking I where I used to coach the fall, the amount of girls fall sports that we have. So we had, field hockey three levels girls soccer three levels girls tennis volleyball cross country so we had like five i'm like as as like a field hockey coach i was like no no no, no, too much competition (laughs) i I started to get like a little tick but yeah i that it's it's an interesting question like but then what would the amount of girls sports in the spring be i've got girls lacrosse track and field um softball am i missing another uh spring sport there that would be like a conflict it might be a better fit in the spring only because of the less number of possible sports i don't know
2: well
3: it, well like i said it really <laughs> depends on the facilities that your school has yeah. right so like for me all i got to really worry about is being in the spring working its way around around track and uh, around now i have lacrosse um and th- that's easy enough um but for me, I guess the different thing, the logistics part, would be more difficult logistically in the fall to make that happen. But if they said we're gonna do it in the fall, okay, i Yeah.
1: All right,
0: I got one more question for you. I'm gonna go off script. I was gonna ask you something um, about being just like an AD, but I think this is gonna be more because you kind of mentioned it before. And um, do you see any problem? And hopefully, it's not a problem. I mean, you know. But listen, it's just curious. You know, I'm a softball coach, or see, she's a track coach. Do yeah. you think, and not just your school, any school, like with this league? Do you think it could get to the point where those other coaches, you know, hey, I don't want to lose a good athlete. You don't want to lose a good athlete. Like, could it be a problem with that, or you know, because like you're saying, it, it's the hot thing is to be, hey, I'm a flag football. Hey, I want I want to be on that flag football team. And again, if you're the star on the softball team and you've played, then okay, I'm not going to go. But what if it's like, you know, your fifth and sixth best player who's like. You know, I play softball. I'm a good athlete, but now I want to go to football. You, can you see it being a problem anywhere? Like the other coaches in those sports, you know, aren't happy with the flag football.
3: Let me tell you a story, okay? And this is, uh, and I, I have a different mindset on these type of things, okay, than coaches do. So bear with me. Uh, besides running the athletic department at in High School, I also have two middle schools that I run their athletic departments as well. Okay, And um, one of my other big efforts was I wanted to expand the middle school athletic programs. Reason being is that one, if you're doing like township or parks and rec or travel teams, those have fees that, you know, Coach uh, H was going over, you know, beforehand. And you know, due to work and money. A lot of our families can't necessarily do that, right? I would be have their kids part of that. So I was like, no, we're gonna offer this at middle school. We're gonna take care of them. We're gonna give them those opportunities. And I'm like, we're gonna develop them as athletes. They're gonna get them ready for the high school. And here's what I've come to find out. Not everyone, not every one of my kids winds up going to Irvington High School, you know? They wind up going to the tech schools, they go parochial, and that's fine, you know, no problem. Okay. But I get some coaches who are like, ooh, you know, we lost this kid to this school. And I'm like, okay. What are we not doing in order to make that family and make that kid want to come play for us at Irvington? Because I don't consider that something that a tech school or the private school is doing better than we are. I'm like, uh, or that's on them. I'm like, we got to be doing something. Maybe, and I kind of tell the coaches, because this has come up a conversation. I'm like, okay, so you have softball players. She wants to go do flag football now. Let her have that opportunity. I mean, she's on the ground floor of a brand new sport. Mm-hmm. She's a trailblazer. Ten years from now, when I really, truly believe it's going to take off, there's going to be families and female student-athletes are indebted to her because this year's a group of girls doesn't play and we can't field teams. This all blows up, right? right. I mean, and we need to be able to play. So I understand the coaches, what they're saying, but I'm like, listen, okay, you want her to play softball. She wants to play flag football. Flag football coach wants her. Give her that opportunity if she and if she doesn't want to come play, that's not that's not a slide against you. It's giving her a chance, just like it's not a slide against my coaches. Urban and high school, for students to come to us. It's their choice and what they think is best for them when they want to do, and that's fine. That's fine. So yep. you know, um, yeah, it's not going to make every coach happy, but then they know that's my stance with it. That's awesome.
1: Absolutely. All right, Coach, are you ready for a little rapid fire with us? Did you say you might have caught Coach H prior? This was a little more fun, quick questions.
3: Okay, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. You'll be ready for you.
0: Are you a fan of the Jersey Shore?
3: I live on the Jersey Shore. I live Cut. in Walt.
0: Okay, <laughs> so you obviously are a fan. So Jen and I like to go. We get some, We get most of our guests, and we ask them some like, food questions. So right now – I want to know. I'm going to ask you three different, um, three different items. Kay. Best pizza to get down the Jersey Shore.
3: Oh, like, uh, well, it's, some people tell me it's not the shore, but Le Madonna in Matawan. You can't go wrong. Okay, how about a sub sandwich? You're going to make fun of me. I don't. I don't think I've ever had one in my whole life, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. It's more. It's more of a Jersey thing. And my
0: <laughs> and my last one, more importantly. I wanna get like a steak sandwich. And I mean like a cheesesteak sandwich, like one of those.
3: Oh, I am the worst guest you've ever had now. I thought that was
0: funny. You don't like cheesesteaks either.
3: I never had one in my whole life. Oh you my... Gotta remember, Listen. I grew up in Seattle. Like we're all about the <laughs> salmon and the halibut and the cod and everything like <laughs> Like so you ask me like, you know, what's my favorite tap? I'll throw it down, right? Okay, but... all right. You know what? Then You,
0: you got to hold up. Then your pizza better be damn good if we're going with your pizza. You're going to give us the pizza. We, we're we going to go to that pizza. We do
1: plan to check it out. We do plan to check that out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, my follow-up is food-related as well. But let's see. Uh, I would say, how about the ice cream place? Where would you go for ice cream?
3: I find it fascinating that I tell you guys that I've helped 12,000, or to 178 kids lose 12,000 pounds. And I was the only one in the world who worked at a school for more with the obese kids. And you're asking me questions about- I know, we, I, I know, we are asking them, right. right
0: <laughs> on, your,
1: on, your, on your cheat days. <laughs>
3: I have an ice cream place. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever visited an ice cream place in New Jersey. Wow.
1: Well, you know what? You I, are you are yeah. a good lesson for us to all eat better. So.
0: <laughs> you want to be my personal trainer and watch what I eat? Because uh, that's what I need, somebody like him.
1: All right, let's get it to this.
0: let would change up, you know? Let's get to this one. Is Seattle Seahawks your favorite NFL football team? Isn't everybody's favorite team C.L.C.X. <laughs> Not mine because I'm a diehard Bronco fan, and I don't—I totally forgot what happened in 2013 Super Bowl 48. Listen, so I, I forgot what happened there.
3: Listen, the Elway and those Broncos ruined more good Seattle teams in the 80s than I care to remember. As a kid, back when they played in the AFC West, and I had to play Broncos twice a year, and the Broncos went to like three Super Bowls in there. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it, Oh god, don't get me started with that. I hate it all the way. Oh, all man. right, so, so your favorite so your so okay, so is will
0: Russell Wilson finish his career as the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks?
3: Yes. Nice question. I'm yeah. not <laughs> okay, that's
1: it. <laughs> that's that's, done, that's truly rapid fire. I'm Nicely done. done. Um John, there seems to be a lot of like turnover in young coaches. What's your advice to someone who's just starting out about how to go about it so they can stay with it?
3: I mean, okay, so I don't know if I actually think that there's, you know, a turnabout as much as you may out to be make it out to be. I I, because here's the I remember. I mean, I just turned forty-one, and I remember I had coaches when I was in middle school and high school, and we were turning them over, and it made my experience and so far as an AD's the same and make higher than places. But I think we have to remember two, a couple things. One, young coaches typically when they start don't have those family obligations that they have maybe later in their twenties earlier in their thirties. Um, and it's one of those deals where I, at least the way I try to work it is, okay, I understand you have a new family. You feel like you need to be out this year. Totally get it. I got two little girls of my own, but I feel like if you create a sense of value in that coach, meaning that you show them that you are needed, you are wanted. And, um, I I almost see my coach, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I love my coaches. I do. And I think that if I lost any of them, I would be devastated, okay? And the reason I say that is I find my coaches go absolutely out of their way, kids at home or not, to be there for our players. Um, And I don't know if you saw this in your research, my boys basketball coach, Coach Brantley, he was one of those Ellen show award winner grants. It, he goes, he bought his own screen printing press and makes t-shirts for kids out of it. who don't have the funds to buy new clothes on their own. Okay. Then he takes the same shirts and he sells them to the public. i have like the Irvington logos on and everything like basketball and things. And that's how he makes money to keep giving them to the kids for free. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a football coach who on his own, I, I don't know if you saw one of our football players, Makai Gaber, was the state player of the year from the Maxwell Kettle Foundation. Well, one, and he's going to the University of Nebraska which, uh, in the next fall. One of the reasons he got noticed is because he went down to the SEC ACC recruiting camp, combine down in North Carolina that they hold oh, most years, just not this year. Um, he helped them get down there, gave him helped them fundraise for the money to get down there. Um, you know, if we have our kids that need or are short a couple bucks, they need to eat. My coaches, they give it to them and i i feel like it's one of those things where you can't replace that and you can't replace that that generosity and you can't replace seeing the kids as people and meeting their needs totally off the field so when i hear one of my coaches leaving or maybe he needs to turn over i'm devastated not because i think they're a great coach i wouldn't have them if they weren't but because how much they do for the kids that's nice. And I try to do everything I can to keep them around. And a lot of times, even if they can't be there every day, I get them board approved as a volunteer coach so they can come in on the days that they are available. Because um, I want them around our kids. I want them around the
2: program.
3: So along uh, the way of answering your question is, I don't have high turnover rate with my coaches. I don't because I feel like we built this bond in this you know community where they don't really want to be away from the players at
1: well, it's nice to hear. Very nice.
0: Awesome. You got John. You got a problem because we have a rapid fire from the audience, but you got to promise whatever you have in your hand, you're not going to throw after this question. <laughs> what did you think about Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball at the goal line versus Patriots in the Super Bowl?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my next one. All right. So give me,
0: who's your favorite baseball team? Mariners. Okay, Mariners. Griffey Jr., A-Rod, Randy You know, you guys had that. Should that team have won a Super Oh, it was, ah, it was Super Bowl. Should that team have won a World Series? Yeah.
3: What was the downfall of that team? We didn't have a closer. I mean, who'd we have? Well, I mean... Okay, so if you go back and look at your stats, okay, so the Mariners became the first team ever to lead the American League in home runs, 96, 97, 98, three straight years, okay? Um, so it wasn't a matter of not putting runs on the board. Our starting pitching was solid, right? You just said we had Randy Johnson in yes, there, okay? Uh, yeah, but really, who was our close of those years? We got Bobby Ayella. Uh, we had Norm Charlton on the downside of his career. It was not the Norm Charlton from uh, his days winning a World Series in Cincinnati in 1990. Right? So basically,
0: you were like what the Mets are now. Basically, thinking, I was you're just the Mets. No bullpen. You're the Mets.
3: <laughs> now no, 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 I'm upset. Listen. listen. <laughs> okay. the, the, the Mets are a nice story. Okay. I had Edgar Martinez, Griffey, okay, a-, and a young A Rod on the same team. No, the Mets are not the mid and late 90s Mariners. Absolutely.
0: Okay, and here's my last question because one of my uh, one of my former co-hosts, he actually passed away maybe oh, a I'm two, sorry. two months ago, but we argued about this all the time, okay? Yeah. Now you're in the metropolitan area. You're originally from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Who's the better player, A-Rod or Derek Jeter? Better player. Who's the Jeter, better Jeter, Jeter. Really? Absolutely. Wow, pure talent? Jeter. Wow. I thought you would go. He was all Jeter too. I would argue with him day and night. A-Rod, okay. talent-wise, any day of the week. I think he's got the Let me tell you
3: about my... Okay. I'm not giving <laughs> my thing about A-Rod and why he's such a bad person, okay? So, no, I'm kidding. He does a lot for charity. I know that. But I just... No Mariners fan understands why he left Seattle the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, If you go back and read through, Seattle offered him a $180 million contract, which at that time in 2000... Would have been the richest contract in baseball history. But if you remember that 10-year, $252 million deal Texas, Texas offered him. Yep. Yeah. He signed it that night. Okay. So if I'm the if I'm A-Rock, it's like, hey, listen, I know you offered me the biggest contract in baseball history, but they offered me even a much bigger one and blew you out of the water by over 70 million dollars. Why not come back to the Mariners and say, this is what I got offered. Now, if you remember, there was an e- like ESPN was setting up a press conference in Seattle to announce an a row signing deal, because he agreed to it in principle. And then the Mariners' ownership had egg on their face, because at the last second, he's like, yeah, I'm signing with Texas. Why handle it that way? Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was a, yeah, bitter, but- that's I- a
3: bitter Mariner
0: fan exactly. answer, but...
1: <laughs> Understand. I don't Honestly, though, John, I
0: really, th- I really, like, I've answered this question. I just thought, like, as an overall player, I mean, maybe, he, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know, like, overall, who was a better player I saw than that young A-Rod, though. I mean, he had everything. He really did. Yeah.
3: I, he did. You no, I, here's the deal. There's a reason why he was the number one pick out of uh, his high school in Miami coming out. Uh, there's a reason why he was in the major leagues at 19 years old. Um... You know he was a big part of those successful mariners teams in the mid and late 90s um you know i mean yeah i i get it like i told, i am just a little biased because i don't really like the way he left I, I tell you what though when i was in college uh, i was going to university of washington and uh the 2001 all-star game the time of the sort of game where he did the flip over mm-hmm. that was uh at uh, Safeco field in seattle right and uh me and my buddies we were at the game working security for the Mariners. Well, if you remember that game, it was Cal Ripken's last All-Star game. So, A-Rod was a shortstop playing for Texas, and Ripken was the third baseman. They switched places. Yeah, he
0: left, la- yep.
3: That was a nice moment and everything. Yeah, we still booed him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one, is he a Hall of Famer?
3: Okay, I have a very unpopular opinion about this one. Okay, like super, super unpopular. Um. I believe that Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Here's why. Okay. Uh, and th- this is my own thing about it. If you believe the thought that you need to have seven, eight, nine great years to be a Hall of Famer. Okay. Because that's I think that's kind of a people in the know they kind of agree upon. Okay, It's called a minimum seven. Um, if you believe Game of Shadows, Bonds didn't start using PED stuff in the 98 season. So that means he played 86 to 98 clean and won three MVPs during that time period. So if I were to throw everything else out and just base it off that 86 to 98, he's a hall of famer. He's a hall of famer. I mean, I uh, three MVPs to me gets you in the hall of fame. That's just my, I'm not saying he's a great guy. I'm not saying, right, right, right. Of
0: course, of course.
3: I'm just about that. Okay. A rod. Um, so his rookie year, he came in late 1993, but his first full season was '94, right? I'm not quite sure the timeline when Dowd report or damage or anybody says he was implicated, but did he have? Let's just say you're totally against anybody getting the Hall of Fame who was on PEDs or suggest. Okay, fine. I don't know if people can say with a straight face if he was clean for that long of a period, right? Now, having said that, my own thing is this. I go back to a lot of players that say anybody who was in the top tier level of Major League Baseball during this time period was all using something. Okay, if you believe that you should be going to the Hall of Fame because your judges it's your contemporaries, I can get in that argument. Okay, fine, but I also see the reason to leave him out as well. But to me, Bonds just based off what he did before PEDs, he's it.
1: Okay i'm going to circle us back to uh your role as an athletic director i'm sorry my husband brought up so many heartbreaking professional sports questions for you but well, uh... you know because I, I i want
0: to get them because the torture of super bowl 48 still i, I still feel that
1: i still feel it so you know... uh, L. L. okay <laughs> we're
0: even we're even
3: you had one game okay i, I, I had a decade true very true
1: you know, I think of um, my athletic directors and kind of like the, um, you know, how they went above and beyond for, um, I would say for us as coaches, of, of course, for the school and the students, but speaking personally, I had one. my first AD, I uh, used to bike to every field right on our on our campus there, so he could like see every team practicing, get to every game, you know, we had an extensive campus, and I my longest time ad used to say to me how he loved august when we'd all come back for preseason because he hated the look of the school like with no athletes out on any of the fields so my question for you is what is your favorite part of being athletic director
3: Ooh, that's a good question um okay actually no it's not i know exactly what it is uh i have two i love national signing day i love it okay because (laughs) I don't think there's anything quite like having athletes come across your stage and be there with their families and being able to sign that national letter of intent and knowing everything that that athlete and that family had to sacrifice and give up. And yeah, and the hard work it took not only on the field, in the classroom at home, like staying up till like 11 o'clock midnight, making sure they study for that test, get that project done. And if anybody doesn't think an athlete is doing that that late, I, I, I think they're kidding themselves. Um, yeah. Game nights, seven o'clock tip offs. What, when are they doing their homework? When are they studying for those tests? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I, I love it. And I think that is the one day I have next, when I see the students graduate from high school where you have the yearly, just overwhelming joy from all of these folks. I, I love national signing day and, um, my other particular uh, favorite day—it's in the fall, winter, and spring—and it's the first day of tryouts. The first day that you get all the athletes together, and it's weird. It's one of those deals where, outside the season, you might not have the same classes with the same with all the same teammates. You might not have the same lunch period. After that season's over, they might be doing a different sport than you are in you know a different season. Um, but you know what? During that first day might be the first time they've come together since last season ended, mm-hmm. and I love seeing them together. And it's like you got your friends back together, the band is back together, my <laughs> friend, band, and you know, I was like, this is awesome. And they get to have that next three months just to be together before, even though they're in the same school, but they might go their separate ways and do other things. I, I love those days.
1: Nice, very yeah. nice uh john thank you so much for joining us tonight it was a pleasure to have you on uh hear about all the awesome things that are going on with your sports programs your athletes and your coaches so um thank you for your time this evening yeah
0: awesome you did a great job following coaching you were like coach who what was his name what's his name yeah absolutely we want to have you on again definitely come on again
1: we'd love to catch up with you and some of your coaches and players during yeah. the spring season if it, if it works out
3: great just let me know thank absolutely. you guys
0: absolutely Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Have a good mm-hmm. night. Thank you, John.
1: It's very nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Again, you know, nice to get another program on. Coach uh, Breslin saying so much passion doing. for his program, yeah, which exactly. is awesome. That's what we love to see. Love awesome. To see All it. right. So we
0: got to do, we got a couple minutes. We got it. I don't want to deal with Kenny because I don't do his top five.
1: Okay. So you got to give
0: me what it I'm is. Do you have it. what it
1: is? I Yes, I do. Okay. So, um,. Do you? I thought you had the question. I, I'm
0: going to give you my text. I don't want to look at the phone. I don't want to. Top wanna,
1: five football programs in New Jersey in the last decade.
0: Is he going to go? What? He's going by records?
1: I, that's all I have for you. What is he asking? You. I'm going uh, to. Trivia question. Top five high school football cro- programs in New Jersey in the last decade. Wow. I mean, it's so hard. If he's going wins and losses in the last decade. So you know. 2010 to 2019. Coach
0: Breslin, come on, help me out. with
1: Oh, uh, always looking for help. Always looking to get somebody to do his work for him. Um, it's gonna shock
0: because it's gonna be a small school. There's definitely gonna be like a small school in there. I know it.
1: Um, no, Coach Breslin, don't help him. What are you saying? Public <laughs> or private? That's it. It I can mean, be. It can. It there's can a combination. Be, it can be
0: ranked. It's not hard. Can you give me how many public to private?
1: No, nope. I mean, I'm not. That's I'm not. So you're, not you're not. You're not. You're not getting away with that with me. It could you know be what? Like a, Everybody gives in to you. I mean, nope. Could just get, do it. it could do your like best. Jackson. Do your I mean, best. You do, know? Your best. do your best. Do your best. Come on. You got three. Two more. Let's go. Oh, I got three. I'm saying you have three right now. All right, so I'm
0: gonna go. No overall rankings. All right. Um. I don't know. I, I gotta I gotta do these things. I wanna go. I'm gonna go to a small team.
1: Right, you're gonna go I'm gonna go five. Ramapo okay.
0: Bosco Bergen St. Joe's and Heights
1: well you got three what's the three okay, I got the, which St. Joe's
0: oh St. Joe's uh that's gotta be Hamilton
1: Okay, so number five, St. Joe's of Hamilton, number four, St. Peter's Prep, number three, Bergen Catholic, number two, St. Joe's of Montvale, so there you go. Well, I meant both St. Joe's. I know, okay. I was okay. waiting for that. Okay. And number one, Bosco.
0: Wow, okay. I thought it was going to be more of a smaller, like a Heights that, uh, you know, because I know Heights, well, I want to say they won three in a row or two out of, three. I thought they won three in a row, but no, that was a good question. Very good
1: question. Always, that was a good always question. a good question
0: um coach awesome. Breslin awesome. went oh, Bosco Joe yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Peter he went with all of nice, the uh nice, nice, nice. Yep. the parochials <laughs> all right great
1: show I should have knew Hamilton how did I not I know, know that I know part <laughs> of all private that private is right that's why I didn't want to answer that question coach Breslin they were it.
0: <laughs> I want to talk back to Kenny and next week I want him to have that same question for all public schools okay Let's okay. put Kenny to work alright All right, Hoops thanks for a great show yes, we got off show. to a rocky start with the green screen yep, very disappointed on that
1: little insight here I could hear Bella barking upstairs yeah Bella's so. barking <laughs>
0: um,
1: we got a lot we, going we, on we tonight. got a lot going on but a great show Coach
0: H um, Coach uh, John uh, no, I'm sorry I'm calling Coach uh, John Taylor I, you
1: know it's just a habit I called him Coach also a couple of times so yeah well <laughs> uh, no great
0: show tonight and uh, catch us on um, K&K tomorrow That effing green screen will be on. (laughs) See you guys later.
1: Thank you for watching.